Hello, listeners, and thank you for joining us at Sobertown Podcast today. Sobertown is your one-stop shop for everything to do with sobriety. I'd love you to check out Todd's Sober Toolbox and Blogs, where he explains in great detail exactly what happens to our brains and body. There is also helpful information on triggers and cravings and lots more on how to combat the sobriety world. I want to give a huge shout out to the IAS community, the I Am Sober community. It's a daily calendar app where people support and share and your alcohol day freeze grows. So they basically, you start off at day zero and for every day that you remain alcohol free, they just keep going until the very, very end. Um, I just want to throw a disclaimer in. I'm not a medical professional. I am just a sober, experienced media person. So anything that I say is just simply my opinion. Um, I want to do this because basically I was trying to help those out there that were feeling alone or just needing to stay sober and are looking for tools and helpful hints and listening to other people's stories about how to do that. But today we're going to have some fun. Today there's nobody's stories except what we're going to focus on is Sober October. And today, listeners, I have the pleasure of being joined by my YouTube friend from getting dot, 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 sober again. Jay, welcome. Good morning. Hi. Good to be here. <laughs> As he holds the cup up to prove to me that he has things that are available to sell. <laughs> That's you know, beautiful. Maybe you'll send of. me one. Yeah, they're actually not available to sell. They're, um, they're only available... If you support our mission on Patreon, you know, so I, I grew up in the church and um, I was always attracted to missions work. And when even when I was a kid, I remember I used to I, when I was 12 years old, I had a paper route. You know, I don't know if anybody remembers newspapers. I do. <laughs> well, when, I was, when I was a kid, I, um, I got a news. I got a I got a paper route when I was 12 years old. And that's. 365 days a year, rain, sleet, snow, you get like, even the post office gets a day off. <laughs> newspaper, Sunday's a big day. That's the heaviest, biggest workload, right? The Sunday newspaper. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I started doing that when I was uh, 12 years old. But um, I was in the church back then. And um, I remember when they would pass around the tithing envelopes, you know, they would be, they would be at the pews in front of us as a Christian-based uh, church. And um, on the envelope, it would actually give you the cho the choice of what you wanted to donate your money to. So it was either if you didn't mark anything, obviously it would go to the church and you know whatever, um, whatever they did with it. And then, but I was always drawn to there's one check mark, uh, there was one one check box, and it was missions work. So they were doing missions work in Haiti, and I thought like, what that sounds awesome. I I like the idea of being able to serve underprivileged people, um, or underserved and underprivileged people. From my code, because I, I knew, you know, when I'm 12 years old, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to know that there are people that are starving. There are people that are maybe in undeveloped nations or whatever, uh, wherever they are across the globe that maybe need a helping hand. And I, I just happened to be born into a roof over my head with working plumbing and electricity and two parents. And a lot of people don't even have that. So mm. we like to say sometimes on our podcast that if you were born in a Western culture, in a Western, in a civil, in a quote unquote, civilized country with two parents, a roof over your head, electricity and um, indoor plumbing, then you already won the lottery. Some people think that it actually takes getting a winning lottery ticket, a Powerball or a Mega Million to win the lottery. But sometimes, you know, you, you were born into it by just having all of your arms and limbs, you know, by having two working eyeballs. And then we did, we didn't, we do our darndest to uh, mess that up every day by drinking alcohol and doing that, that, that. <laughs> whatever <laughs> and if we you know end up coming out of that if we come out uh. of that unscathed i think that that's a miracle in itself and we also won the lottery but like with regards to uh, you know the missions work 
Um, I, I, I always thought, you know, maybe someday, I didn't know if maybe I would be in the church someday. And I'm not the most um, religious person, but I'm finding myself to be more of a spiritual person now in the absence of alcohol and, uh, and drugs. And also, too, in a way, I was using drugs and alcohol to become more spiritual in, in a way. But now that I've got my own footing and I'm able to do it on my own, it's kind of like, I don't need you crutch alcohol, right, or drugs. But um, so with the missions work, I thought it would be interesting if someday when I'm an adult <laughs> that I was able to figure out some sort of missions work for myself and, you know, sprinkle some sprinkle some God in there because God's everywhere, if that's your opinion. Right. And um, with regard to uh, getting sober again, I feel like this is my attempt at missions work, at a missionary type of work and uh, being able to serve others that may not be able to serve or help themselves. So the only way that you can actually get this white mug that's behind me, um, nobody can get the black mug. This is only, this is only mine. I only, I'm the only human Man, being. Man, it's just for the CEO. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's actually one other person. These were for sale a long time ago, but there's only one other person that has this, uh, this mug. But uh, the, getting, the white Getting Sober Again mug is exclusive when you support us on Patreon. So if you think about like, I like to give, you know, it's like, I want to give you something. So already I'm, I'm giving you something with the channel. I'm giving you something with, I'm de dedicating my Friday nights to you and my Sunday nights to you by doing the live streams to give people a safe place to chat and talk about, uh, you know, what they've gone through maybe during the week or what they're looking forward to coming up in the week, or maybe how they're going to be handling, say, sober October or how they prepared or what they're nervous about. So, you know, so we talk about a lot of topics on there, but, um, you know, so I, I use the opportunity to, have the Patreon up, and it's the official way to support our mission, which is to help people start their sobriety journey and to get sober, stay sober, and be sober one video at a time. So if if you support us on Patreon, when you support us on Patreon, you'll get the official Getting Sober Again mug. So it's a nice trade-off. So you, uh, you're, you're, the first money that you that you send to us actually goes to Patreon, and they fulfill the uh, the order. So it's not even coming to us; it goes to them first for actually giving us the opportunity to be supported in the first place. So it's like we support you, you support us, and and the, the world is happy, right? Yeah, no, I couldn't agree with you more. That's the reason I do it is to give back and to be of service and to hopefully help people out there just like that. How are you finding this live stream going? Because I know it's something that you've only, compared to the amount of podcasts that you've done, this is something fairly new. Um, yeah, the we, we um, today will be the launch of episode number 123, number 123. Um, wow, so, nice. Yeah, we're, we're getting there. We're doing, um, we, finally, we finally decided to do a consistent schedule um, and we just decided Wednesdays at noon was when we would upload the video. And then that way, because before it was just, when I was still kind of like in a more immature mind state, um, not exactly a professional. I'm, I'm not, I'm a professional, but not also, you know, I like to, to try to live life organically and, and um, in, in, in the moment, so to speak. And that isn't the best, I guess, for uh, for being a professional, you know, for making money, for, uh, for starting a business or running a business or whatever. It's kind of like you can't be like, well, I don't really feel like being open today. So just just flip it to closed. And then they, they put a sign that says they can call us if they want, you know, and which is funny because I actually my bike this is an interesting story that I wanted to get to <clears throat> my bike talking about, uh, you know, good intentions and taking journeys. And we always say that, like, we always say that sobriety is a journey and it's not unlike traveling by plane, train or automobile. We talked about that in our last, uh, the last podcast that you and I did together. But just like any journey, we're going to have detours. We're going to have 
bumps in the road. We're going to have forks in the road. Sometimes we have to backtrack 20 miles just so that we can get to where we're going, which is a thousand miles up the road, you know? And then the other day, um, just like last time you and I did this Silvertown podcast, I told you that, you know, I, I had like a busy morning leading up to it and I primed myself for this experience of being on your podcast, just like anytime that I step on camera for my own live stream or for my recorded episodes. Before I go on camera, I have my routine. I have my ritual, not unlike an athlete, not unlike a CEO, not unlike a mom who has to wake up and take care of the kids and get breakfast on the table and get the kids off to school. You have your rituals, you stick to it, you stick to your schedule. And that's something that I've, I, I realized I finally gave into, you know, over the last uh, few couple of years, but more so specifically within last year, especially with this, with this podcast and this community with getting sober dot, dot, dot again, um, because I know that now, well, it's not just about me anymore. Now we have a community. We're over, we're close to 7,500 um, subscribers now on YouTube. I would really hope to get to 10,000 by the end of the year, but you know, I don't want to set unreasonable expectations and then letting myself down. But talking about good intentions, last time we did a podcast, you and I, I did five miles on my bike before I, right, right. before I yeah. come on to talk to you. And I, before, and so today I wasn't able to take my bike ride because a few days ago, I went on a bike ride. Only I was I was gonna just record. I was just gonna sit down and write today's. Ep uh, this was on Monday. I was gonna sit down and write the episode for Wednesday. But I thought to myself, well, of course, let me stick to my ritual. Let me stick to my routine. Go exercise. Get the blood flowing. Get some bigger and some better ideas. We know it's gonna happen. It always happens. And that's what, so. That's what I decided to do. So I went on five miles. Five miles became a little too easy. I thought, let's go ten miles. Let's go ten miles. And then 10 miles is a little too easy. I said, let's do 12 and a half. Let's do 12 and a half. This is, you know, but, but of course it's easier because the more that we do things, the easier they become or the harder they become. Of course, the easier they become, right? It's just like working a muscle. Sometimes, you know, if you walk, if you, if you're used to walking one mile, it's not a challenge anymore. So I was doing 12 and a half miles and I thought, let's just, let's just do 15. Forget it. Like we'll do 15. We just blew past 12 and a half, got to 15. And I said, you know what? What's more impressive? You know, this is the kind, this is what's always going on in my head. It's like, I'm always trying to push myself, always, always, always trying to push myself. Mm -hmm. It's not the most inviting environment <laughs> for others, but I'm the only one that has to be there, right? So I got to 15 miles and I asked myself, what am I gonna do? Should I do 15 miles or does 20 miles sound more impressive? Can I be happy with 12 or 20 miles? So I aimed to do 20 miles. And at 16.85 miles, I thought to myself, Man, it'd be really weird if I got a flat tire because I have good intentions right now. And well, right, and I was mid, I was mid thought thinking about that, which mind you, previously that morning, I was praying real hard to, I always pray for, for God to guide me, to guide my thoughts, to guide my intuition, to guide my gut feeling, to help me to trust my gut and to, um, and to know maybe what's coming next. And right, I was, I was in the middle. Of, I was right in the middle of that thought. I felt my back tire go flat, and I was like, "Are you kidding me?" <laughs> and I like, and it's it's a very distinctive feeling. You know, it feels like you're riding on metal, no longer riding on a tire, right? Mm -hmm. And then so I looked down, and sure enough, my and I just got this inner tube. So I looked down, and uh, my tire's flat. I try to pump it up because I always I try to always be prepared. But I you know I I use my previous inner tube um, a couple of weeks ago on my front tire. 
So um, I tried to pump up my, my tire and it, it wasn't taking air. So I had to walk at home. But, you know, it was a it was a beautiful, bright, sunny day. And the whole purpose of me telling that story is that like sometimes even though you have your best intentions when you start a journey and even though sometimes along that journey, you find motivation, you find inspiration to keep going or to go even further. Sometimes you still get a, night, a nail in your tire. Sometimes you have to turn around. Sometimes you have to find mm. a bike shop. Sometimes you have to just sit still and think about what you're going to do next. But, uh, you know, I, I want to encourage people that are listening out there that are going to maybe start their sober October journey is to remind you that it's one day at a time, that it's one step at a time. And whatever it is that you might be going through, know that life isn't going to stop happening. And that's why, just like when we talk about being primed, like I want to be primed to be on this podcast with you right now and be primed for my mm. episodes and for my live streams, just like a CEO is going to be primed to go to work the next day. Like you're going to be primed to go to your job interview that you're really excited about tomorrow. You're not going to just wake up in your pajamas and go to this brand new place. You want to give a good impression. You want to be prepared. You want to have notes taken down. You want to know what questions you want to ask and you want to be prepared for whatever questions that somebody might ask you. And so we put more time and more effort into a job that we don't even know that we'll like than we do for sobriety. We spend more time getting ready to go camping for just a three-day weekend than we do for a 30-day sobriety journey. And we said last time that people, because it was of the season, but we would spend more time preparing to go to the beach for one afternoon than we would spend mm. preparing to get sober for even just a 30 day cleanse we're already thinking about what blanket we're gonna bring are we gonna bring our lounge chairs our volleyball we're we gonna bring a football or nerf guns or water cannons we're we gonna bring some buckets some shovels or what are we obviously what are we gonna bring to drink what are we gonna bring what kind of are we gonna bring pineapple are we gonna bring watermelon what kind of snack are we gonna make sandwiches you're thinking about like what's on the menu for just an afternoon but you don't think about what's on the on the menu for 30 days of sobriety and then no wonder you end up getting a flat tire on day two <laughs> or day three of your sobriety journey and then you're surrounded by other people that maybe you didn't recruit so that's what we talk about also too with so uh, with the sober october which um was actually uh the the phrase sober october was invented by uh by uh, uh macmillan research center in uh 2000 i think in 10 and um the whole sober october trend started in started in 2010 um by an australian company called life mm -hmm. education they serve uh, mm -hmm. they serve youth um, and so they started a uh, sober ock sober. It was ock sober. That's right. That's what they called it, ock sober. Yeah, it's ock sober. Uh, yeah, ock sober. <clears throat> so they started that, and then, um, but it, then it became popularized by uh, Joe Rogan here in the United States when mm -hmm. he and fellow comedians um, Bert Kreischler, Ari Shafir, and Tom Segura they started in 2017. They just tried it just to see what would happen, and uh, they started exercising and uh, losing weight and giving up, you know, agreed upon vices and things like that. So that's what we're trying to remind people, and maybe this is going to be people's first sober October. Maybe it's going to be the first time trying to get sober for 30 days, but it's kind of like an all-encompassing thing. It's like a great milestone. It's a great marker in the year, knowing that the alcohol industry is selectively targeting us to the tune of Anheuser-Busch alone. One manufacturer of alcohol spends $250 million a year on advertising just with the NFL. Not with Major League Baseball, not with the NBA, not with hockey, 
not just just with the NFL. And what season is it right now? It's NFL season. It's football season. It's Monday night football. It's Sunday football. It's like all that. So we're getting hammered over the head everywhere we go now, and it's getting colder. So are we going outside and doing, you know, are we doing outdoor activities anymore? No. Are we having any more of those outdoor social gatherings? No. Now it's it's time to move back indoors and being artificially entertained by our our talking picture box and whatever happens, whatever messages happen to leak through from there subliminal or otherwise or direct it's going to end up in our brain so we have to do our due diligence and know thy enemy and know how alcohol and when alcohol is going to attempt to attack us because the next three months october november december are the three consecutive biggest months of alcohol sale every year followed by a huge drop off on when january 1st when everybody (laughs) everybody does their new year's resolution So if you're listening right now, I encourage you to join us for Sober October. And if you've already found a nice streak of sobriety, you're going to keep on going. Congratulations to you. But listen to this one interesting fact. I've never heard anybody else point this out, and I'm going to take credit for it. (laughs) If you start Sober October on October 1st, you will be 90 days sober on January 1st. When people are deciding that they're going to start their New Year's resolutions, when they're deciding to give up sugar and caffeine and shitty foods and giving up alcohol, they're going to they're be they're being tasked and overwhelmingly being tasked with a major overhaul in life, having to give up Mm. 10 things sometimes or more or less. But the point is, it's too many things to do at once. People are saying like, oh, I'm going to read more. I'm going to exercise. I'm going to do all this <laughs> stuff. And they end up joining a gym. And then what do you end up doing? Two weeks later, you're not going to the gym anymore. It's too hard. It's too difficult. I'm not losing any weight. You're looking in the mirror. You still look the same. You have no confidence. You have no momentum. And also too, it's cold. It's cold for most people. It's dreary. It's cloudy. There's no motivation in the sky. You're going to wake up. It's going to be dark. And seven hours later it's going to be dark so do you want to start your sobriety mission at the most miserable time of year (laughs) on january 1st (laughs) nothing's even open on january 1st you're just going to be sitting there most people here's what most people do january 1st this coming year 2020 or 2022 i should say is a saturday so that means new year's eve is a friday night you're going to be out on a Friday night getting drunk, getting shit-faced, getting hammered, making terrible decision. Lord knows who who knows what else you're going to be doing. And then on Saturday morning, on the first day of the year, do you think you're going to have your best foot forward on January 1st? No, you're going to be hungover. You're going to feel terrible. You're going to be like, you're going to wake up and look at your calendar and your phone. And it's going to be like, quit sugar. Quit caffeine. Stop eating terrible <laughs> foods. Go to the gym. Stop drinking alcohol. Don't smoke weed anymore. And you're like, oh my God, I feel terrible. And then, like, and then back to the scene of the crime yeah, set. Then, you, then you're like, well, maybe I should start weaning myself. All right, maybe I'll take baby steps and I'll like ease my way into it. We'll just, and then it becomes, and then it just comes to keep like, you just keep like, uh, you keep, what's, you keep, what's the word I'm looking for? You keep negotiating with yourself lower and lower. You keep lowering the bar. Like, well, maybe, all right. <laughs> Well, I don't know how I'm going to do this without caffeine. So we'll keep the caffeine. And then like, of course, you know, like, well, if I'm I'm not going to be sober or like, if I'm going to be sober, if I'm not going to smoke weed and like, I'm not going to drink alcohol, well, I need something. All right. So sugar, you're back in tag. You're going to tag sugar in tag. You're in sugar. You're in caffeine. All right. I'm going to need you to, you're my allies against drugs and alcohol. Right. And then it's like, well, I don't know if I could do that. All right. Or we're going to keep weed. And then, all right. So we're going to keep, all right. So weed, you're in. 
you're gonna be my allies against alcohol and then it's just like and then like three or four days later then you're just back on everything <laughs> by the next week oh, so it's gonna be the next week and you're gonna go through that whole work week if you're working um so then let's say saturday january 1st is uh saturday sunday is january 2nd january 3rd is monday so they're gonna have you're gonna have the whole weekend hung over right so it's gonna be oh wait a minute is it first second yeah the third so you're gonna be hung over probably the first and the second and then having to get your miserable body back to your <laughs> job in the cold and then have to go to work or have to go exercise, go to go to the gym after um, after you go to work and you already hate your job <laughs> and uh, you're already hating your existence. And it's just like everything's just hate and it's just misery. So the whole idea is start sober October and then yeah. build up that momentum, because it's like if you want if you wanted to get sober for a year you would probably say, well, it'd probably be a good idea to get sober for a month first. But at first, I mean, it's, it's just one day at a time, right? So mm -hmm. I don't want to daunt anybody. I don't want anybody to feel uh, scared about, well, now I have to, to that long hair guy, so I have to get sober for 90 <laughs> days. And I don't know, I mean, he's kind of funny and stuff, but his mugs aren't for sale. But whatever, it's like, <laughs> you do, do, do sober October with us. Arguably, besides, here's the, here's the thing about sober October. January 1st, that's what the herd's doing. That's what everybody right. else is doing. And that's what most people who are going to fail are doing. They're setting a timeline for something that they have to do. do you, are you more inclined to doing stuff that, you, that you're choosing to do? Or are you more inclined to do something and accomplish something that you have to do? Of course, yeah, if you have to do it, I mean, depending on what it is, you're probably not going to want to do it. It's like you have to clean the toilet. You have to mop. <laughs> You have to take the garbage out. You gotta. You have to feed your kids, or they're gonna take your kids away. You gotta do that stuff, but you still do it, right? But like with the, with the sober October, we're choosing to do this. It's it's exercising something that may be new to you, which might be discipline. You maybe not have had any discipline. I don't have a whole lot of discipline. This is a new and a learned experience for me. So with sober October, we talk about starting. You choose to start, and then are you choosing with everybody who's overweight and everybody that's miserable and everybody that maybe feels like this is just some sort of preventative measure and then i'll just this will be my last ditch effort to try to try to get sober or do you want to kind of take do you want to take the mentality of taking your life in your own hands and joining a millions of people that are doing this again this coming october myself included yourself included whoever's listening i mean hopefully hopefully you're out there and if you have any questions you can always email me personally at getting sober again it's all one word getting sober again at gmail.com and you can stop by the community leave a comment in the comment section we have a bunch of helpful super helpful members because that's what it's all about it's all about community it's not just me over there like i make the videos and all that stuff but it's like i leave the comment section for people to talk amongst themselves for people to be of service to other people because maybe you don't maybe you're not brave enough or you're not willing enough to to put yourself to put your face on camera and start your own youtube channel but you can call yourself spider-man one two three and then you could be of service you could be slinging webs of knowledge on people and being of service in the comment section so we're in this together you know and when you if you find yourself being stressed out know it's going to happen if you find yourself putting yourself in sunday football rituals with friends that didn't they didn't choose to be sober october you got to know you're putting i mean that's why would you why would you do that it would be like you know if you're if you were married if you're about to get married and you end up you know at the fight your your spouse finds out you're you're at the strip club the night before it's like yeah, maybe not maybe not uh how you want to start off your marriage me or the day after you get married and he's like all right I'm bye honey i'm going to the strip club now to look at other naked women you know it's like you don't want to start off that way so it's like why would we do that with with uh, drugs or alcohol putting ourselves 
in that kind of position. So that's a little bit about what we're trying to do with Sober October and the mentality that we're trying to uh, help people adopt and try to encourage people just to live a, a more healthy and balanced life. Whether you choose to give up alcohol is up to you, but from my experience and from your experience, I'm sure you found enough people and heard enough people say that, you know, yeah, moderation doesn't really work for me, right? And well, when a lot of people start off a 30-day sobriety journey, what do they end up doing? They end up counting off the day. Instead of counting days of success they've had, they end up doing, it ends up becoming a countdown until they can do what? Drink again. They're like, oh, I can't, I can't drink again for 24 days. I can't drink again for 15 more days. And um, maybe they can become pouty babies, you know, not unlike, you know, when you were a little kid and you were in the back seat, like, are we there yet? Are we there yet? Are we there yet? Can we have McDonald's? I want donuts. I have to pee. You know, it's like, <laughs> and then that carries like those bad habits carried on into uh, into adulthood. And then we've surrounded ourselves with a bunch of enablers who also don't want their bottle taken away, that don't want their crutch taken away, that just also too want to, you know, just want to get through whatever their existence is with the least amount of pain and trauma. And for a lot of people, unfortunately, they cho chose a singular tool in alcohol to be the end all be all for happy moments, sad moments and everything in between. Wow, did you take a breath? That was pretty good. God, I love my cat on the back of your cup. Yes, so he's, just, he's just got me in hysterics. I've got sore cheeks. You know what? I love that point about starting now and then in January, having 90 days under your belt. Now, listen, you've got to have the motivation and getting back to while you pack like a mad dog for the beach is because you look forward to it why would you nothing for sobriety is because we're scared shitless and we don't want to do it right yeah. so like me it's just like cold turkey the white knuckle it and here we go off to the races but it's true you'd be at 90 days and that 90 i know for me the 90 but the 100 days was really big that hunting the triple digits it was like i mean getting to seven days was magnificent 10 days but that 10 in that 100 having the digits are multiplied. That for me was terrific, but you've got to have some motivation. And we are hitting that holiday period where there is nothing but temptation. Gluttony. <laughs> <laughs> temptation and gluttony. <laughs> well, it's so easy. I mean, you're right. It's, it's, oh God, it is, it is. And it is going to be a challenge because I don't know about for you, but for me, this is going to be the first time around. The only other time I ever stopped drinking and I just said it was the only other time in my entire time that I'd stopped. And I said, I'm going to have a break. Had a break for two and a half months. It was doing pretty good. And thought, like you said, countdown, that was enough. And then Thanksgiving, I drank. So the holidays for me, and then now I'm more determined that, yeah, nah, because I've done the work. I didn't do any work last time. I just, yeah, a break's good. Now I'm all, all better. I can hit it again. And that's just such a <laughs> stupid thing to do. Yeah. Oh, God. Did yeah, you find yourself, uh, I have a question for you. Did you find yourself, um, you're, I think you're just a few months older than me, maybe. Um, I think, <laughs> you're being you know, I wanted, I know. <laughs> for, for me, um, you know, alcohol just, and it was interesting, like we're talking about prayer again. I was sometimes it's kind of like, you have to take the approach of just like, God, it's out of my hands. It's in your hands. Uh, there is, there's nothing more that I know that I can do, which doesn't mean there's nothing more that you can do, but there's nothing more that I know that I can do and I need help. I need help with this. And um, so one of the things that I asked for when I was drinking and carrying on was um, I didn't feel like 
I was going to just do it on my own. So one of the things I asked for very specifically, which I try to be very specific in my, my prayers and my intentions, is I remember asking God, I said, just please make this, make substances, make alcohol and substances, substances across the board, just make them not pleasurable for me. And then also mm-hmm. too, I always like to make sure to say, you know, in, in a way that's not catastrophic to my overall <laughs> well-being and that, you know, I don't, lo- I don't lose life or limb because mm-hmm. of, you know, because mm-hmm. I've seen that happen to people too. Case in point, I had some friends that um, they, they, get, they ended up getting married, but they just kept saying, and like the girl was into witchcraft and she kept saying like, um, she kept saying like, I just want to be in California. I just want to be in California. I just want to be in California. You know, like, I don't care how it happens. And I was just like, that seems like a pretty, pretty open wild card, reckless thing to say, especially when you're, you know, if you're, if you're into witchcraft and, um, and then, so they ended up getting married. And then three days later, their, uh, their uh, house burned down with them in it. And, um, and they spent, oh they, they near, they basically, they almost died. The, the guy ended up spending like two weeks in ICU the girl had to jump out of the, the second or she had to come out of the house naked. The guy had to jump from a second story window and into in, on, through glass. And on. anyway, long story short, then we ended up, you know, ended up helping them with the fundraiser and stuff. And then and then the money showed up and then they moved off to California. So it was like, oh, you know, I, I, I you know, I bet if they if they could choose a, a different path on how they were able to get to California, they would have chose something different other than, you know, almost losing their lives. But so when I asked, I, I asked God, I said, hey, uh, I would like for this to not be pleasurable. I don't, I don't want to be attracted to it anymore. And alcohol became less and less attractive to me. The effects almost seemingly just wore off to nothingness to almost Mm. to the point. It was like, I wasn't getting really, maybe I was getting like sick or maybe a little bit nauseous, but it was like, I was drinking my, my, my ritualistic beer and shot to the face immediately to try to get a real quick buzz, which would only last maybe five or 10 minutes. Mm -hmm. And then, and then it was like beer and shot maintenance through the rest of the night until it was like, oh, no, now I need to sober up. Um, and then so I would choose my method of sobering up. Right. But so, like, I, I guess the question to you is like how. So you took that break last year at the age that you're at. I'm acknowledging that we're both uh, we're, we're not children anymore. So as we get older, how did the effects change for you even after taking that that break? Did it seem like did it did it seem like when you first drank? Because I think like. When we first drank, we're always chasing that dragon, so to speak, that first high. You know, we want to we want to feel that again. But as we get older and older, at least in my case, it got further and further away from me being able to reach, say, that mountaintop or even the mm-hmm. second, the mm-hmm. second high or the third high. It was just kind of like it was a little mm-hmm. spike, like a little bloop. And then it was just flatlined. And it just was yep. me spending money and me wasting money and me not having a good time and me turning into an asshole and then me hopping on Facebook and telling everybody what's wrong with them. <laughs> <laughs> you're chasing that's the word i mean this was many years ago this is probably about i want to say maybe eight years ago and i was in a situation where it was stressful and i didn't want to be there and that first drink was just pure relief like i was thinking i just basically what we say is hit the bucket button and that was it it was on hit the you know they say what do they say yep <laughs> one <laughs> children one <laughs> yeah, cover your ears, sorry. One is never, what do they say? One is too much and a thousand is never enough. And then when I went back to drinking, yeah, they say this because I've, uh, it's been actually proven and I do believe it, that you drink more, it takes more, more, more to get the buzz and it does. And my tolerance grew, yeah, incredibly to the point where, and I think it's it's called an, anhedonia where you, it's called the inability to feel pleasure. 
You are just numb and you just can't get that buzz anymore. And it's the most place to be. Um, then all I knew I was doing was basically poisoning the body, you know. I I knew it, but I, I didn't want to stop it because I just, just didn't want to be here. I just wanted to forget. It was awful. I think it was actually very – that's when things got really not good. Yeah. I think yeah. One, of the, one of those things <clears throat> that happens with alcohol that people – they don't tell you about in the pamphlet that doesn't exist – is that part of why well, alcohol is also depressed? It is a depressant, mm -hmm. but why it also becomes extra depressing is that it becomes a last ditch effort for a lot of people. And right. when your life doesn't have that meaningful thing, when you don't have that meaningful career or that loving relationship or that sense of purpose in your daily existence, if you end up turning to alcohol, you have the cruel dopamine release that makes you temporarily feel like, you know what, life isn't so bad. And you can count on that dopamine release just about daily. And when it comes to the point where, <clears throat> pardon me, where you drink to get the dopamine release and then the dopamine release goes away, that's when we become even more depressed on top of it being a depressant because our friend has gone away. Everybody, you can't fault any person, no person, no living thing that wants happiness. We all want some form of joy. We all mm. want some form of pleasure. And if you decide to get up, you know, if you decide to be sober and get up on your soapbox and start sh trying to shame people for wanting to be happy, or experience joy, then that's definitely, in my opinion, the wrong maneuver, it's the wrong tact, right? But everybody wants joy, everybody wants happiness. So when we feel like alcohol has gone away, when that pleasure and that dopamine has gone away, that becomes even more depressing. And then that causes people to go into deeper and deeper depressions because mm -hmm. then it makes people feel like, well, oh no, well, well now what? That was my last resort. I don't know what else am I supposed to turn to? And then maybe they turn to something else. And I've always said that it's not like, I don't think that weed's the alcohol drug or I, well, weed is, I don't think that weed is the, the gateway drug. I think the alcohol is the gateway drug in my mm. opinion, because mm. it wasn't like, I well, like somebody didn't pass a joint around a room and I was like, Hey, you know what? Let's do a bunch of cocaine and maybe let's, I don't know, let's throw a little bit, let's do some Adderall and, uh, you know, like, Hey, let's, let's open a bottle of tequila. It was always like, it started with the tequila and then it ended up being a bunch of other things. And then right. it was, the, then it was the alcohol in between. It was a little bit of this and then some alcohol and a little bit of that. And then some mm -hmm. alcohol and a little bit of that. And so, uh Oh, we're a little too high. Let's get down a little bit low with alcohol. Let's use it as a tool to continue, continually change our physiology so you know some people agree with that some people don't but at the end of the day it's scary when you don't know what else to do and you don't know where else to turn to because a six pack of beer is way less expensive than therapy you know for some people a, a, a mm. bottle of plastic a plastic bottle of bottom shelf vodka at the grocery store is still cheaper than going to therapy sure. for some people sure. and for some people they don't have a support they don't have a support system. They don't have a support group. They don't have support of friends. They may not even have people in their own house that are sober. And that's what we always talk about. Like, you never know who you are going to inspire with your sobriety. So that's what we always try to push is just do it for yourself first. You know, don't do it to try to repair your marriage. Don't try to do it to get your job back. 
um, do it for you first. And then all of those other benefits may potentially come on. Yeah, right. And it's a good time to reset. Look, if you are continually or currently drinking, you know, just take a reset. That's what I did when I took that break. I just thought, my God, I've been drinking for, Mm -hmm. at that time, it was 30 years. And I thought, I've never had a break. (laughs) Dawned on me, you know, dawned on me many times, but it was true. I'd never had a break. And as I say to people who even slip, you know, any day without alcohol is a day that your body and mind is thankful for. So I always count your alcohol-free days, not the ones that you've actually, you know, the ones that you have not had alcohol overall is what matter, is what I'm saying, I guess. And the thing is, alcohol takes the no away about everything. And that's exactly what you were saying there. You have some alcohol, then you have something else because guess what? Your inhibitions have gone, right? You don't know what you're going to be doing. So I agree with you totally, totally. So what else have you said to your listeners about um, October, being a sober October? Well, um, I will sidestep that particular question to tell everybody that we're on social media now. <laughs> that what you're doing, at looking at your phone, you rat bag. Yeah, I could see you. Well, I'm, I'm trying to keep track you're checking of... to make sure that you're up online. It's all going well. But for your information, I'm reading Bible scriptures. Thank you. <laughs> no, <I'm> just... <laughs> turn the That's other okay. cheek. It says I should turn the other cheek right now. No. Uh, <laughs> That's um, no. So no, I just wanted to. I, so we started a couple of days ago. Uh, we put out. When we were preparing for Sober October, we finally got uh, an Instagram page up. So we're Good. on Instagram now. So it's just uh, getting sober again, all one word. We also have a Facebook group. So that's, again, getting sober again. So check it out on Facebook if you want to go on Facebook. So we're on Instagram and Facebook. If you're keeping track, that's two fingers. I'm holding up two fingers. <laughs> we're also, we also have a Reddit community, which has zero followers. Because, I mean, we just we just started. But um, some of the Reddit uh, communities are a little stuffy and, um, and I, and I, you know, I, I just, I like just doing things my way and being more, a little bit more kind, a little bit more compassionate, a little bit more caring. And I just thought like, it's, it's really weird how hostile people are in sober communities. It's like, what, this is not the kind of sober community I want it. I want to be. Oh, not ours. Yeah. I'm I'm, I'm starting my own (laughs) and I started my own on Reddit. So if you, if you like Reddit, um, well, help me, you know, help me out over there because I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> and then, uh, and then what's the other? Oh, and then Twitter. So we started Twitter and yeah. we we're up to a massive four followers. Four, <laughs> not 400, not 4,000. We have four, but we just started. So it's okay. So follow, if you want to follow us on just Twitter. I was going to say, yeah. yeah You're well, like us. It's growing. We are growing. You are growing. We're on Podbean. We're on Spotify. In fact, those, our podcasts go up on there before they even come up on Sobertown because our, lovely owner and the techo department have to do the back-end stuff. Um, oh. So, I mean, you know, it's it's terrific. And with our, most of the people on the I Am Sober community are really supportive and really nice. So you need to just stick with what you're doing and don't worry about Reddit and all those. I mean, do you, you know, people are going to follow you. And all those people that probably plug into your live streams, you can guarantee they've got Instagram and Facebook. Right? Yeah. We've got a, I, I mean, the I, I Am Sober community, we were on Facebook ourselves. We've got because we have a book club and um, we have a you know community there that you've got to sort of be accepted to get into, but that's okay. But getting back to this sober October, we've got a lady called Polly who's um, 
she's like the queen of IE. She uh, looks after all the ladies and she's just terrific. She runs the women's groups, but she's challenging everyone to walk two miles every day. And I, I must admit, I've got to get off my ass and do that too. And I think it's a terrific thing because if you do something together also and you've got support and, you know, getting back to that thing in Australia, Australia does something for everything. I know because I'm from there. They have like Movember even where people shave off their like because they do a lot of fundraisers. It's all about fundraising. Again, giving back, which is terrific, you know, and I'm glad that it's sort of sober October. But you've got all these October fests and everything. There's a lot of there's a lot of temptation out there over the over the Christmas break. So, guys, what you're going to have to do is do what I did not do that Jay always recommends, and that is the full piece. Put a plan in place. I never put a plan in place when I was getting sober, and I love your four Ps: the 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 preparation. The patience, the well, the practice, the patience, and the persistence. I love it. I love it, and I use it all the time now. And it's the same with everything. It's the same with sobriety. It's the same with even if you're going to do sober October. But and don't treat it like something you've got to count down to. I was reading yesterday that there were certain people who who have done a month, abstained for a month, and have said, you know what, they were counting down, and they thought, I want to keep going, just like you wanted to keep going on your bike. Interesting, huh? Yeah, for sure. I um, you know, yesterday also too. Like this this week's been a. I feel like I think this week's. I feel like this week has been a a big week. It's been a, a, a we. I feel like we've turned a corner with our growth, and I feel like the channel's really coming along. And I like what you said. You know about focusing on the one thing, which is why why that's why there wasn't an instagram page that's why there wasn't a twitter page that's why there wasn't a facebook group that's why we weren't on reddit because it was always advised by other youtubers to before you branch out to other things and doing say like um you know spotify or whatever else we're going to do twitch focus on the one thing first and figure out how to do that to the best of your abilities before you branch out to other platforms you don't have to stick to that advice but i just know me Technically, I'm 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 uh, diagnosed as uh, ADHD, and you know me. I don't I don't, I don't like yeah, I don't like labels. That's why I don't go to AA. I don't yeah, like doing the yeah, whole, like. Hi, yeah. my name's Jay. I'm an alcoholic. Like, yeah, no, yeah, I used yeah, to be. I, I used to maybe I used to be some days, but like I don't consider myself to be. And it's not like trying to be defiant. I just don't want to stick that kind of label huh. on. Myself. I don't want to yeah. have to keep going back to that. I don't want to have to say like, oh, my name is Jay, and I occasionally used to do psychedelics or whatever. It's like it's, I'm I'm beyond that now. I'm more than that. So with um, getting the uh, the the getting the social media aspects up or the different outlets up, um, I feel like now we could start going in outward directions instead of just the internal environment of YouTube. Because you know, with YouTube, like there's all they they have their own form of social media. I don't know if you knew that. It's the community tab. So when you go to our page at youtube.com forward slash getting sober again, all one word. When you go to that main page, I have it all sectioned um, in different rows of videos. So the first row is the newest right. videos. The second row is the live streams. But above that, there are little tabs. So going from left to right, I think it says home. And then it says videos. Then it says something else I forgot. And then the fourth tab says community. The community tab on YouTube is their social media feed for each and each individual content creator. So if you're over a thousand subscribers on YouTube, you have access to populating your community tab. So in there, I make, um, so like I, I listen to a lot of motivational speeches and things like that. 
And, um, and I, I like to come up with my own um, motivational quotes. So I put up motivational quotes on there, branded motivational quotes. I talk about when our new live streams are coming out, when our new episodes are coming out. I like to shout out people. So when people are taking pride in their sobriety and they're saying that sobriety is mine and I'm not giving it back. And they come, they say, hey, Jay, I'm 30 days sober today. I'm stoked. I'm excited. I'm 90 days sober. I'm six months sober. I meet them and I match their enthusiasm. I create a, um, I have a, a, a graphic that I put up for them and I call it the 30, it's hashtag 30 day sober club or it's hashtag 90 days sober right. club or yeah. hashtag six months sober club or hashtag one year sober club. And I have graphics to go with that. And I shout out each one of the members of our community over at YouTube. Um, and, I, and then everybody else starts to shower them with affection and attention and saying congratulations. Because again, that's the kind of community that we're trying to build over at YouTube. And we hope that that spills out across the web into Instagram and Twitter and all those other places. So um, yeah, so I, think, I feel like we're doing good things and I feel like we're turning the corner. And obviously now I'm here this week with you. And now this is a great time of year because it's sober October because, you know, I was a little bit bummed out. Like, I don't know, like what your analytics are looking like over there with your channel on the back end. But knowing, like we said earlier, what happens in October, November, December, alcohol sales go up, up, up. And we mm. know that. And as the weather gets colder, more people are spending time inside. They're sitting by the fireplace. They're having Moderation. family night and wine. And mm -hmm. they're having dinner parties and wine. And they're having beer by there. They're having beer in the backyard doing a campfire or whatever. And um, so we know that. So we have to know we have to know that enemy, like I like I said. So preparing for sober October is uh, is really important. And we want to encourage people to just try to be their best selves. And um, and just starting the starting the journey of practicing. Because it might be your first attempt of trying to get uh, sober. Yep. And we know. That's why my channel is called Getting Sober dot 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 again, because yes, it's yeah. not my first rodeo. It's not your first rodeo. We've all drank to the point where we've said, oh, I'm never going to drink again. <laughs> we've all said that. And then by that weekend, we're like, I feel yeah. great. Let's go get hammered. Yeah. You get hammered. That's and then you're just like, oh, I'm never going to drink again. And then you're saying that like every weekend, like you have brain damage already, which alcohol is proven. No, no amount of alcohol is safe. Every amount of alcohol gives you some form of brain damage. Mm -hmm. We know that. Mm -hmm. But still, we choose to drink because in there, though, in that, there are added benefits. And I think maybe we talked about last time, but it's like, and I think this is an important point. Why also part of why people use alcohol, why I, one of the reasons why I used alcohol, because it helped me to separate myself from the masks that I put on. You may say, well, Jay, what do you mean by the masks? It's like, well, once upon a time, I was a stepdad. So I had to wake up and put on a stepdad, stepdad mask. And then mm -hmm. I had to go to the gym and put on being a, a healthy person mask. And then I had to go to work and put on being an employee mask, not an employer, an employee mask and be told what to do mask. And then I had to come home and then put the bread on the table, you know, collectively put the bread on the table and then be the lover mask, you know, and then put the bed to kid, put the bed, put the kids to bed mask. I had to put all these different masks on mm. and then going out into society and being just just go to the store and be normal don't hum too loud or say anything <laughs> weird mask you know like <laughs> to try not to bother antagonize anybody mask. you know you're putting all these different masks on and uh, pretend like this doesn't bother you mask pretend like these taxes aren't too high mask pretend like your guys in office max you know or mask you know like you're doing all you put all these masks on and then at the end of the day you just want to say like forget all these masks. This is too much. Where am I in all of this? How about I just get rid of all the masks and alcohol 
alcohol, it's you and me tonight. No masks. It's just you and me, and we're going to do whatever we feel like doing. And we did that a lot. And then it ended up getting us in a lot of trouble. And also, too, you know, signal to a lot of people. They're just like, oh, no, it's just it's, uh, it's Jay, Jay and alcohol are in a relationship together. And uh, so we're going to just wait. We're just going to wait until they're done. And uh, maybe, you know, I don't, you know, Godspeed, you know, may God be with you. And, you know, that type of thing. And we see people like that all the time. And it's just like we choose whether or not we want to keep interacting with those people or if we want to distance with those uh, distance from those people. Sorry, I haven't had any caffeine, believe it or not. So I want to talk about that. No caffeine. So for Sober October, Sober, see, I can't even talk. For Sober October, I'm giving up caffeine. So you might be wondering, so you see my like my little tea bag hanging? I was going to say, you've got, is that your herbal tea? Yeah, so it's just, um, it's green tea with matcha and I'm completely out of it now, as you can see. But, um, so I'm trying to find- Do you want to go get a um, refill? No, I'm good. I, well, I, I, I'm, I'm doing no caffeine. So, um, so uh-huh. the whole, the whole thing it is- two, three so, years, it's good for you. So and yeah, you're, well, still, you're still fast like me, even without it. There's no caffeine, but, uh, but yeah, so I, I guess I'm, I'm weaning myself off of, um, caffeine. And so I just, I decided today, I was like, well, I know there's a little bit of caffeine and, um, and green tea and matcha, but, um, so I'll do that instead today. And then I'm going to clean out my French press and put it away and just get it out of my mm-hmm. sight. Because again, with sober That's October, it. it's like, out of your people, yeah, people are like, oh, well, I don't know. I still have like half a bottle of tequila and half a bottle of whiskey and I have all that gin and I mean, it's for the guests. I mean, I won't touch it, but it's like you're going to come home every day after a hard ass day of work. And then you're going to walk past your alcohol tray or you're going to walk past your pantry or whatever. And then the thought's not going to pop in your head because the thought already popped in your head. Like, what do we have? Like 6,000 thoughts a day or whatever. Um, Alcohol is going to be a bunch of them, you know, (laughs) and how to remedy stress is going to be a bunch of them. And how can I be happier is going to be one of them. Can I lose weight is going to be one of them. It's like, is my partner going to stay with me is going to be another one. Can I keep a roof over my house? Oh, I need a drink. After all these thoughts, after all these thoughts keep bombarding and cascading and avalanching down onto you, you you just want to do something to relieve all that. And we don't have the best option. So that's what I mean. I already cut out sugar last month. Um, So I, I was in a long preparation for sober October, because I knew I was going to do no added sugars for the month of October. And I knew I was going to do no caffeine, but I waited a little longer to do no caffeine. But I mean, I'm not like a caffeine junkie. Um, I would do a whole French press a day would be like my max and a French press is 32 ounces, you know, so that would be my max, but usually it was like half a French press. So that's 16 ounces, two cups of coffee or whatever. And, um, so I'm just getting myself off of that and to see how that goes and see how that works for my, for my, um, for my, uh, my, my, my insides for how my ins. I will just say it that way. How my, for how my insides <laughs> feel <laughs> at certain parts of the day and, um, and just going off of uh, just good old fashioned, uh, just eating healthy and, and exercising. Cause I know that honestly, like the only thing that really works for me, which I always like to say about, about coffee. One of the funniest things about coffee is like, isn't it, isn't it hilarious how ineffective coffee is when you hate your job. <laughs> you, you could have four, four double shots of, uh, of espresso, go to work, fall straight asleep. <laughs> yeah, but you have a little bit of coffee on your day. You have coffee at five o'clock and your day off, can't sleep till three o'clock in the morning, right? But, um, you know, so it's interesting. So I thought like, well, it's not getting me anywhere. It's just this little thing that I think that just like alcohol, it's like, maybe, maybe if I, if I just have this, if I have a little bit, a little bit more, maybe I'll be funnier or maybe I'll be more productive or maybe somebody will like me or maybe I could do this. And it's just like that. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. It, yeah. It's just yeah, exhausting. It's, yeah, it's exhausting. 
It really Taking is. All the stuff and I, all these things. No, it is. It is. And one of the girls put on IAS today that um, she was talking about the Sober October Challenge. And here's, and I just want to mention these to the people out there who's thinking, now why would I want to do that? Because yeah. there are a lot, a lot of benefits. This is why you want to do it. And Jay's right. You need to prepare. You need to get that stuff out of the house, out of temptation's way. Do yourself a favour because you will always be excuses to uh, participate, let's just say. So why should you think about joining us for the 30 days? Well, for me, it's it's ongoing and for you it's ongoing too. But for those who are just maybe thinking of it, because every alcohol use damages your liver, it increases the risk for certain cancers, it causes sleep problems, it affects your concentration, it causes and contributes to depression and anxiety, and it suppresses your immune system. And that's just the start. But when you go for more than 30 days, you will see more energy, better sleep and deeper sleep, improved concentration, lower cholesterol, lower risk for cancer, more controls over your emotions, less irritability and anxiety. I can vouch for that. Increased ability to fight off illnesses. Think of COVID. So, I mean, there's so many good reasons there, listeners, as to why you should really give yourself a break. And if you happen to reset, just get back on and just keep doing it because um, we can vouch it doesn't do us any favours, does it, Jay? I'm not as no. I'm not as irritable as I used to be. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And that's funny. I'm not that you as mentioned anxious. Yeah, yeah th- those were all things. I feel like you were you were reading off of my script for my sober October <laughs> episode that's coming out oh, today. I'm so- no, 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 it's okay. No, no, it's okay. Well, no, about the benefits because it's one of the reasons yeah. why my channel got so big. Which I'm glad I wrote this down to mention. Which is all also why this week is awesome. Why most people know my channel is because I did my episode 31. Which again, remind my, just to remind you, I'm at episode. 123 today but episode 31 came out in december and it was called the 20 benefits of quitting alcohol for 30 days so i bullet pointed 20 observable in my from my perspective 20 observable health benefits um from quitting alcohol for 30 days and the first one i'll go over real quick um it's only one i'll go over is that my blood pressure went down and it's crazy because like I've always been fit. I've always since I won a raffle when I was 18 in high school for the to join the YMCA and I, I've always had a gym membership ever since. And um, which is not to say like, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to take my shirt off in front of people, but my my clothes still fit. I'm happy my, my clothes still fit. <laughs> I don't have to cut any more notches in my belt. But um, but so like I always stay fit and I always stay healthy. And um, with regard to my my um, my my, my blood pressure. When I started my sobriety journey, I had just come off a heavy night of drinking, not super, not extremely heavy, but I mean, like, I think I had like three, three shots of moonshine or something like that. Three shots of tequila, a few white claws. So I had well over, you know, in moonshine heavy, it's a heavier proof, right? So it's a, it's mm. going to be more than a unit of alcohol. And then, mm-hmm. um, and then again, we, people think like, well, one glass of beer is one glass of beer. But if it's a 16 ounce glass of beer, and if it's 8% of a glass of beer, then it's more like three units of alcohol or potentially four units of alcohol. When you start talking about these heavier IPAs or when people say like, well, glass of wine's a glass of wine, even if I fill it up to the top. And it's like, I don't know why these people are Southern, but like if you fill it up up to the top, (laughs) (laughs) 
it's not a glass of, it's not a serving it's not yeah. one serving of alcohol if you fill it all the way up to the top or you know you've seen some maybe you've seen some people where they just totally ditch the wine glass and they're going and getting a pint uh, a pint glass to pour their wine in they're filling mm -hmm. it up with ice or whatever and they're mm -hmm. drinking like a pint of wine per mm -hmm. serving and then finishing like two or three bottles of serving and, or per night and those are the people that i feel those are the people that i've, I've observed that are ending up in the the area of uh, delirium tremens you know things like that having the shakes and hallucinations and things like that but um so my blood pressure the next morning i had to go to the hospital or i went not to the hospital i went to the doctor and um my blood pressure after that night of drinking when i first started my journey was 160 over 90. my blood pressure had never been really over 120 over 70. so this was just an accumulation of covid drinking i was drinking non-stop like 10 units of alcohol or more a day for the entirety mm -hmm. of the pandemic going from like basically february of 2020 all the way until um, the day I quit, which was October 30th of 2020. So what is that? Eight solid, eight straight months of binging because the government was like, here's some free money, stay home, don't go anywhere. And AA is closed. So even if you wanted to go to AA, you couldn't go to AA, right? So um, my blood pressure went down after 30 days. It went from 160 over 90, went all the way back down to, ba to, the, to the normal area for me, which was like, let's say 120 over 70 or whatever it was it's in the it's in that episode but so most people know my channel or were drawn to my channel because of the 20 benefits of quitting alcohol for 30 days and why i, I i'm glad that we were talking about this is because why this week is so extra special not only to mention that there's not a cloud in the sky here in sunny cleveland ohio <laughs> is that um somebody reached out to me from the um i think it's it was called the half moon bay um the half moon bay center in I think it's in Half Moon Bay, but it's like a, it's a, it's an inpatient uh, clinic in just south of San Francisco. And a woman by the name of Pam reached out to me on that episode, episode number 31, and told me that she regularly shows her patients that episode. And if I was capable of crying in that moment, I would have cried in that moment. And that's definitely a cry where they have like something to be super happy about because we talk about, again, you never know who you're going to inspire with your sobriety. And I thought like, well, maybe I'll, maybe I'll inspire some people at the bar that I go to. And sure enough, I've inspired some people at the bar. Maybe I thought maybe I'll inspire some of my, my old coworkers, uh, my old coworkers from the service industry. And sure enough, I've inspired some of those people. My mom is now six months sober. I finally mm. went, like I said, I finally went public this week on social media. And I, I was like really nervous. I was nervous. You say like, Jay, you get nervous. I was nervous because it was on Facebook with my friends. Like, who do you invite first? Right. You invite your yeah. friends. Yeah. And I like, and so I didn't want, like, I, that's why I was saying, like, I wanted to make sure to, to focus on this project of getting sober, dot, 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 again. Um, on YouTube and make sure that I'm doing it right and make sure that we have something to actually talk about. So now that we're 7,400 subscribers or whatever it is, I finally went public on Facebook just in time for Sober October. Now, mind you, I started this channel three years ago, almost three years right. ago, yeah. and I fell off the wagon a couple of times. I had a couple of what we call detours um, uh, along my journey, but now I've been back for going on. I will be one year sober in 
31 days from now on October right. 30th, I'll be one year and I'll be back here at Silvertown yes, Podcast to will. talk about that. You will. Um, you will. But it's always nervous, right? Because like people, it, it's like a taboo thing. Drink is a taboo thing where it's like you're what what people interpret you saying I'm getting sober or I am sober is meaning they interpret that as meaning that you have a problem or that you right. can't control yourself or that <laughs> you probably had to go to rehab or something like that. Yeah. And it's like, no, I'm just choosing not to do this thing anymore, which is which is and which was limiting me from being my best self. Trust me, trust that if I thought that I could have kept drinking and dot, 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 carrying on and maintained my finances and maintained my relationships, personal, professional, <laughs> otherwise, I would have kept doing it if I yeah. thought I could have maintained all that. But I didn't believe, which isn't to say that it's true, because what we think, what we know, what we believe and whatever the truth is are all different things. And those are all different depending on perspectives, right? But what I believed was that I wasn't going to get where I wanted to be in life if I kept drinking. I believed and I know that I was getting in my own way with self-sabotage. I know that I wasn't going to be able to realize all of these potentials that people saw in me and regularly went out of their way to tell me, I see a lot of potential in you. But eventually mm. you get a little bit older and potential is just, it's supposed to be realized. It's supposed to be actualized. It's supposed to be manifested. And one of the devilish tricks of alcohol and substances is that when you're in your twenties, yeah, you can go screw around because nobody has any expectations of you. You can be bad at your skills and you can be hardly educated because nobody's really expecting a lot out of you. You're going to get an internship. You're going to get a crappy job because that's what's expected that's going to happen mm -hmm. to you in your twenties, unless you have a bunch of ambition or an amazing education. Right. And that can even leak into your thirties because for the most part, you still kind of look young in your thirties. And if you're young minded and young acting, well, then maybe people, maybe you'll be flattered when people tell you like, Oh, you still look like you're in your twenties. But then like when you're like, when you're like me and you're pushing 40 and some people are like, I wouldn't think they are older than 28. It's like, well, cool, but loud, but I would like to have something to go along with that. It's not just about like tricking younger people to letting me party with them. That's kind of pathetic. And it kind of, it, it was begin, it was becoming more and more pathetic that I was just keeping myself surrounded with the same type of people. And it was like, um, what was that movie dazed and confused with Matthew McConaughey? And he was talking about, he's like, he's like, I, you know, I keep getting older, but they keep staying the same age or whatever the quote was, but just talking about like in that type of character was like just getting older, but then kept hanging out with like young people all the time. And um, you know, it's, it's time to broaden your horizons and try to do something bigger and better with your sobriety. So that's what I'm trying to do here with, you know, getting sober again and trying to encourage people to, to reach a broader audience and to try to help make this world a better place. Cause when I die, which will happen, I want to know that when I take my final sleep, when I finally lay my head down for the big sleep, I want to know that I've done all that I can in this life. And I know there was like a decade or two where I could have done more, but now it's up to me to catch up. Now it's up to me to try mm. to do the mission. It's try. It's up to me to realize these potentials. It's it's time for me to now get out of my own way and to do what I know that I'm good at, which is to inspire people and to motivate people to try to become their best selves by making videos, 
one video at a time, you know, whatever it is, however it is that I reach you, whether if it's in the future, I'll be doing um, Zoom call. Once we have our website up, I'll be doing uh, sessions like one-on-one -on -one private sessions with people. So that'll be a big yep. announcement. So hopefully we'll have that up and running, you know, by this time uh, next month when I talk to you. Um, but then also too, we do the live streams, we do the chats and that's, that's just me just donating my time to you. That's just me just taking time out of my day, letting you know that I'm thinking about you. I'm, I care about your progress because I can't reach the people that you can reach. I can't reach the people in your home. You can do that though. I can't reach mm -hmm. the people in your office, but you can. I can't reach the people in your church or in your community or at your local bar, but you can. So as sure. my light begin, begins to shine, I start to illuminate the path around me and other people can see what is possible. And once your light is turned on, think about people as light bulbs all over the world. And as we start to illuminate this world and make it a brighter and happier place to be instead of a dark, scary place to be, then we start to attract more like-minded people and this world just becomes a better place. No, absolutely. And you took the words out of my mind saying about the motivation and wanted to see people become their best. You know, that's what I did for a career before this. And you know, it is, you know, you, you, there's no point you're right in looking back, but we could sure as hell make up for lost time, can't we? And look at us now. I mean, you're coming up to one year already. And sometimes you probably just want to pinch yourself to say, holy crap, I can just remember when I first started um, and how much you've learned in that year. And that's what we will talk about when you come back. So before we wind it up, I just want to tell everybody, look, if you want to have that reset for the October, please do it. You've heard the benefits. You know that it's going to just be so much better for you. Maybe do it in a group, get some support and just give it a go. You've got nothing to lose. You really don't. And it's okay to say no because alcohol takes the no away and you don't have a choice and it gets you into trouble. Let's just put it that way. So, what, Jay, what do you want to add before we say goodbye to the listeners? Um, I want to talk about, the uh, again, the importance of the uh, 2190 rule. So for those of you that are not familiar with the 2190 rule, uh, let's talk about why it's important for Sober October. So the 2190 rule basically is what it is, is that when you do something for 21 consecutive days, it becomes a habit. I'm going to say that again. When you do something for 21 consecutive days, that is when it becomes a habit. And then when we continue on for 90 days, it becomes more of a permanent lifestyle change. So that's why it's important for us to start sober October and not to say like, okay, I'm done and then move forward through no drink November and dry December, or, you know, whatever catchy phrase you want to use for that. But then also to knowing that like, while the rest of your friends are drinking and carrying on that you're saving money, that you're saving more time. You could be more productive. You can start a new business or a new side hustle. You're going to start losing weight. You're going to start feeling great. You're going to be able to have, say, more money for Christmas presents, right? I was talking to somebody yesterday. I was doing a one-on-one -on -one counseling session with a friend, and uh, she has four kids and about to have her first grandchild. And she, after our phone call yesterday, after our Zoom meeting yesterday, she decided yesterday was going to be her first day of sobriety. And I was, I was super stoked. I thought she was already sober. And I was like, I, you know, had I known that, had I known that that was the context of the, of the conversation, I probably felt, would have felt a little bit more pressure. But so, and I was pointing out to her, I was like, think about 
over the next couple, like honestly, like write down, because a lot of people won't write down, write down how much money you were spending on mm -hmm. alcohol. Be mm -hmm. real. Like honestly, be, be real. real. Yep. Look at your Check bank good. statement. Like, this, like really look at it because people are ashamed. People don't want to look back and like, they, they don't want to look back at their old text messages. They don't want to look at that red flag and examine it and figure out where is this red flag placed in my life and how can I avoid this red flag? They don't want to go back and look at these burned bridges or any of the destruction for the, from their past because they're ashamed. But as we begin to learn more about ourselves and how we gain strength and we become better people, we can start to figure out more and better tools for how to repair that burn bridge how do we repair some of this destruction from our past because you certainly owe some people apologies right when we think about that like a lot of people just think like oh time heals well that's a nice bumper sticker but there's somebody out there there's more than one person out there who's carrying a bunch of trauma that's your fault i can't express that any any clearer than that there are people out there who you've hurt and that you've caused pain and trauma to, and as conveniently as you may have forgotten or hope that and wish that they've forgotten, maybe they've got a chip on their shoulder because of you. And maybe they're holding resentment towards you. And maybe you'll take the time after 30 days sober or 60 days or 90 days sober, and you'll approach this person and maybe they won't take your phone call. And are, do they have the right to do that? Yeah, because you had never proven to them that you were anything other than maybe a piece of shit to them or a scumbag or a degenerate. Maybe that's all that you proved to be to them. So do they have the right to believe that you're a different person or that you're not a different person? They certainly do. They, they have the right to, they, have, they can reserve the right to believe that you're still the same old person. Mm -hmm. It's up to you to create the distance between you and your last drink. It's up to you to create distance between you and last Thanksgiving, because you know what happened last Thanksgiving, right? Or between you and that last toxic relationship to show not just the world, because like really, who's paying attention? Everybody's concerned about themselves. Everybody's wondering and worrying about like, did everybody hear what I just said? Or does everybody, everybody, everybody thinks that like everybody's reading their Facebook posts. Nobody cares, right? Everybody at the end of the day is worried about what everybody's worried about. Everybody thinks that everybody else is watching them. So take this time to heal. Take this time mm. to grow. Use and remember the 2190 rule. Even if you don't apply it for this sober October, well, guess what? You heard this. The seed is now planted in your head. And that's part of what I'm here to do. That's what part of a Sober Town podcast is here to do is to start to plant the seeds of sobriety in your mind, in your soul. So that you can, when you're ready, when you're motivated, which hopefully you're motivated now by listening <laughs> to this podcast, to start being sober day one, be kind, be compassionate, be considerate, and practice the four Ps like we talked about. Prepare for sobriety. Once you've prepared and you're ready to start, you are now practicing sobriety. And it's not just practicing not putting a bottle in your mouth. It's practicing going to work without a buzz. It's practicing coming home and not going to happy hour. It's practicing going out in the garage and just working in the garage <laughs> and not getting, not, getting, not getting drunk in the garage and then doing a couple of things. It's doing yard work without being buzzed. It's preparing dinner without being buzzed. So that's the practicing, right? So we got to do our four Ps. We're going to prepare for sobriety. Once we're prepared, when we start, we are practicing sobriety. And then once we're dealing with all the emotions and the stresses of life and not having our, our bottle, our blankie, our crutch of alcohol, we are being patient with ourselves during our sober journey and we are going to be persistent 
with ourselves and our sobriety journey. We're not gonna let others who may join us for Sober October, who are gonna then drink the next weekend, we're not gonna say like, well, they drank, so it's okay. You're not gonna be enabled by other people and you are not going to use your power to enable other people either. So think about that moving forward. Take the next couple of days. I don't know when this is going to be uh, when when this is going to be uh, aired, but think about uh, preparing at your own pace. You know, maybe if you have, maybe if you end up starting, you know, because again, if you're if you're drinking ten units of alcohol per day and you hear this on October first, you're like, oh, that's it. I really like this guy. I'm motivated. I'm inspired. I'm gonna get sober starting tomorrow. Cold turkey. That's it. I've decided. I'm doing it. And then you go cold turkey the next day and you've got the shakes and you're sweating and you're going through detox. That's never advisable, right? Neither one of us are, are, are healthcare professionals. We're just former professional alcohol or, drink, or drinkers. <laughs> We're former professional drinkers, right? And um, or semi-professional. And um, so we know that like that's a territory where we still need to taper off. So if you're hearing this on October 1st and you want to do sober October, well, maybe your sober October date's going to start a little bit later. So if you're if you're doing five, if you're doing 10 units of alcohol a day on October on, on the um, at the end of September, come October 1st, well, maybe we're going to cut that down. We're going to cut that down. If you're going to taper off, if you're going to use a taper off method, then maybe that day. I'm not encouraging you to drink, but it's still better to taper off. You're going to get down, try to get down to five drinks a day. Then maybe the next day you're going to get down to four drinks a day. The next day you're going to try to get down to three drinks a day. Maybe the next and then three, then two, then one. And then you'll be starting your sober October day. But yeah, don't, um, you know, don't start your sober October by uh, drinking on the last day of September. So we only have 30 days in September. Tomorrow's the last day of September um, for mm -hmm. us here. And um, so some people might say like, well, I've got a, I've got five beers out of a six pack left. I got a half a bottle of tequila. I've got, again, I don't know why these people are always Southern when I do an impression, <laughs> but you got all this alcohol in the house. And then what you don't want to do is then drink yourself stupid the night before you have to start yeah. this journey. Because just like a cross country journey, if you're going to drive from New York to, to Los Angeles, what is that like a 30, 35 hour drive? You wouldn't get shit faced the night before and drink everything in your cabinet and then wake up the next morning and just be like, I guess we're going, here we go. You know, and it, you wouldn't do that. So don't do that to yourself. Don't start yourself off on the wrong foot. And um, you know, if your goal is, even if your goal is just to be sober for the new year, well, guess what? Starting practicing sobriety for sober October, even if you fail a couple times, even if you have a couple detours, it's a great place to start because you know I'll be doing it. And Sober Town Podcast is going to be doing it, or at least they better be doing it. <laughs> and we'll be doing it together. Yep, we're doing it together. And thank you for that. And I do want to just go back and say if you've got any questions or comments, you can email Jay at getting sober again at gmail.com. I'm going to say it one more time. Get your pen. I'm going to say it really slowly getting sober again at gmail.com all right lovely and again check out that episode 31 on the youtube channel it really is i know i covered it i am i was a bit of a sober thief doing that one but it's great to put those benefits out there because you don't know and you don't know what you don't know but you the thing is you're going to start feeling better really really quick but when you do just keep going because that was the trap I got into last time. I felt so good. I thought, hey, I've had my break. That's it. No, mm. just keep going. Just mm. keep going. And if you do have your slips, get back on the back on the wagon. Jay, I want to thank you for today. 
Um, listeners, we're going to have lots more for you coming up. Jay's going to be back, as he said, on his one year. Can't wait. And he's going to entertain you again for, for a period of time. Go to his channel on YouTube. It is getting dot, dot, dot sober again. I want you to have a great day, mate. I want you to really, really take care of yourself. I'm so proud of what you're doing. Congratulations on the social media. And we'll say goodbye for now. All right. Bye, goodbye, everybody. All right, mate. See ya.